you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Tuesday, November 22nd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, fired up to be here. Jason McCourty, <laughs> fired up to be here. Mike Garofolo, how you feeling? Ah, loco! Where's Tony Wiley when you need him? That's an inside joke. Oh, my gosh. No, it is not Wednesday. No, we are not confused. Is it Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday. Um, But our whiteboards are out because we have a cool little segment coming your way. Let's go. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. All right, let's take a look at the current NFC playoff picture. That's how the 49ers rise from 7th to 3rd after defeating the Cardinals last night. The Eagles are still on top. The Vikings clinging with their talons to number 2 despite being eviscerated by the Cowboys on Sunday. Vikings are hosting the Patriots on Thanksgiving. And then Dallas getting ready to face the Giants on Turkey Day. And you see Tampa Bay hanging around Seattle as well. All right, so those are your current seedings. But those are just by the numbers. I think America needs more insight, analysis, more mm-hmm. whiteboards. Uh, so we got out our uh, dry erase markers and we put a list. We put our top five teams as we see them right now, and then we each want to focus on one of those teams. So Jason, lead us off. All right, I've got I got my five list here. I'm going to use this paper to cover up and take you guys through them. I'm going to start right here. At number five, and I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got a win over there in Germany versus Seattle. Things are looking up. Beat the Rams. They have two in a row right now. Tom Brady has looked good. The team looks like they're starting to figure out and pick up their stride. At number four, I have Jamie's Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Skull, all of that good stuff. They laid an egg this past week versus the Dallas Cowboys, but that does not take away. The Vikings have still been really good this year, and they showed up the week before versus the Buffalo Bills versus a good team, but have not fared well against the NFC powerhouses. 
Number three, the 49ers. Okay. They are playing football. We saw that last night. I may be kind of a, a victim of the now as you watch these guys out there. But it just looked like a total team effort. And all the weapons they have, Kyle Shanahan looks like a mad scientist. He's in the lab, and he's just throwing in ingredient after ingredient. All right, we have McCaffrey. Throw Debo Samuel in there. Brandon Ayuk, you get a little bit. George Kittle. And you can go on and on about this team and their offense and how many weapons they have before you even get to the defensive side of the ball. No with Nico Ryans as a defensive coordinator and how well that they're playing on defense. Bolsa's at the top of the league in sacks. They are playing some really good football, and I think they are a scary team in the NFC. I have them right now at three. But they're a team that is trending in the right way, playing their best football mm-hmm. as we're heading into December. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about them all the time. And this is a team, when you watch the way they played versus Minnesota, coming off that tough loss to the Green Bay Packers, they're rolling. And they have the recipe. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. May not be elite yet, but they can run the ball and they can play defense. And number one, Words. obvious. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. This team just picked up some beef in the middle with uh, Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph, and they're just playing good football. Nick Sirianni as the head coach, this is a very good football team. I don't know if anyone's going to beat them in the NFC, but I think those 49ers may be the one to challenge Mm. them. Oh. What do you got, Mike? Oh, no. Same thing? Look at this. We got great minds think alike. Well, no, we're going to build the drama. Oh, okay. (laughs) After you just did that? After I just (laughs) took it away. We're going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, yeah, look, this list, I I was just editing it up to the point that we started this segment because I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment. And by that, I mean, if I was a prisoner of the moment, I would have left the Vikings out of the top five. I just can't do that right now. So I'm I'm also remembering a team that we haven't seen because of the bye week for for two weeks now uh, and the fact that they were playing really good defensively. I like that. And then it just looked like something. I'm not going to say a switch has been flipped, but it just looked like things had changed. And I want to be really careful about this because I'm trying not to delve into players' personal lives. But with Tom Brady over the last couple of weeks, Go back to training camp or the preseason, whatever it was, when he was just looking defeated up there at the podium and saying he's got a lot of things going on. It's been a different demeanor for him the last couple of weeks. Uh, It's been more locked in. It's been more focused. It's been more confident for whatever reason. Again, not diving into that, but just feels like there's been kind of a reset for him uh, toward the football end of things. So I think that uh, that he and the receivers uh, in that passing game are going to continue to click. All right, let's go to number four here. I got the Vikings. Again, at one point, had him out, and I'm like, I can't just throw it all away for one loss. It was a really bad loss, and I don't like the fact that they just rolled over, but I still have to keep the entire body of work in mind and leave them at number four. Uh, also, I got the Niners at three. three. They're, they're, earlier in the show, we talked about scary rankings, right? And if you're mm-hmm. doing scary rankings and you look at the teams, mm-hmm. they may be number one. Mm-hmm. I could make a case if we rank them that way, mm-hmm. but we're doing it overall, so I'm going to keep them at number three. Got the Cowboys at number two, and I got the Eagles uh, still at number one, but there was a little thought about flipping those two, but I'm going to stick with Philly at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, great list. I am going to be a prisoner of the moment. I am going to leave the Vikings off my list. Yeah, I, I don't even want that purple piece of paper to cover up my teams. That's how <laughs> I just they're, I'm disappointed in them. I'm taking it from Kyle Brandt, Hello. Kyle Brandt's basement. All right, I am. I know it's been a minute since we've seen those Seahawks, yep. but I think, again, if you're not going to take, I'm going to let that one last slide for the Seahawks, but I won't let it go for the Vikings. Um, the Seahawks get to hang at the top of my list at number five. I'm going to move on to the 49ers. I think we don't, feels like they're 
Now they've taken over the Vikings. We don't talk about them enough, but they are that good mm-hmm. of a team. I think they're playing fantastic, and they've taken a couple weeks, but now they are humming on all cylinders when it comes to that offense and the addition of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Tampa Bay, like I said, it feels like it's been a year, but a well-rested year since the Buccaneers last played in Munich. They beat the Seahawks. Um, watch out for them in the second half of the season. Philadelphia looks great, but for the purpose of this segment, I did put the Dallas Cowboys as my number one list in the NFC right now, and this is just what we see what our eyeballs are telling us and everyone's list gets to be different I think the Cowboys look really good and it's every phase with this figuring this running back situation out between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott has been so impressive I think regardless of what people want to know about who's starting and who's doing what they look like they genuinely are thrilled for the other one when somebody rips off a huge run then the next guy gets to trot on that's what makes a great offense. The injury to Dak Prescott early this season, the team still won games. They ripped off wins under Cooper Rush, and now Dak Prescott is there, and he's healthy. They're coming into their own moment, which the Cowboys love on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is a really special week. <laughs> and then, like, shout-out to Brett Maher for being a fantastic kicker in the NFL. Like, our producer, go. Adam, tried to say he was the best kicker in the NFL. I said, please do not take that from Justin Tucker. But if Brett Maher has to take the two-spot, fine by me. And then their defense, Miles, my gosh, I mean, like, every facet of the game puts it out. Cowboys right now at the best team in the NFC for me. Mm. I like that you and our researcher were debating kickers before the show. <laughs> I was like, so deep he's so factual. He's like the best Great. kicker. I'm like, Adam, no, yeah. no, Justin Tucker. I wonder how many of our top five NFC teams would make top five teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right. Any? Maybe one? I wonder how many. Uh, nobody has said the New York Giants. I don't have the New York Giants either. <laughs> I also don't have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to do this uh, pretty quickly. I have the Seahawks at five. Uh, they're still three and one at home. It's still not a place you want to go. Pete Carroll still has them believing. Guys, the Commanders. Wow. No one has said the Commanders. I like the Commanders. They've won five out of six games. Like they run. That. They play defense. They're not afraid of anybody. I like the Commanders a lot at four. Cowboys at three. Um, the Cowboys-Eagles thing is going to be interesting because the Eagles did beat them last time, but Dak was out. You mm-hmm. mentioned that. Like, We're going to have a show down there at some point. Two, I got the Niners. I, believe me, I was really tempted to put them one. I, I wanted to put the Niners one, and it was I would have said that 24 hours ago, too. And then one, I got the birds, but more importantly, oh, it got kind of erased. This is a little Viking guy in his bedroom. He's got a little horned helmet on. I can't acknowledge the Vikings right now. We're not speaking. I, I love them. I care about them. Just I need a week off. And they're playing on Thursday, and it's not going to change anything. But I have the Eagles at number one. Seahawks, Commanders, Cowboys, Niners, Birds. No Giants from anybody. I know they're coming off a loss. Mike, were you tempted at all for the big blue? No. Um, I just, I'm looking, because it's kind of a forward-looking list too, right? You don't want to be putting somebody up there in the top five, and then they wind up losing mm-hmm. four in a row, and they have a clip, and it's like mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. a moron. Mm-hmm. So I, Giants are really banged up right now, mm-hmm. and it gets tough. This, this schedule cranks up down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. Kyle, do you think the commanders make a playoff push and are, and are able to get in there? I like them a lot. And, like, if you look at the teams in the right column, oh, there they goes. Um, Look, Detroit, we'll see. Yeah. We're going to learn a lot about Detroit on Thursday. They, yeah. they may not belong. I still am holding on to Green Bay, as you know. Oh, goodness. But I, I've got, I'm not interested right now. New Orleans, Arizona, yeah. Atlanta just can't be a thing. So I do. I like them a lot. The, it, the, the, what's interesting about the middle column, it's two NFC East teams, and then you got a, you got the last one over on the right. So I just like it. It's not the best teams in September, October. They just seem to be finding their, their groove right now. And I like the Commanders. I do, as a wild card. Hey, it's time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. Let's focus on a headline that caught uh, everyone's attention after the game Sunday. Zach Wilson. Well, he didn't exactly put on a quarterback clinic in the Jets' 10-3 loss to the Patriots in Foxborough on Sunday. There was a lot on the line, and Wilson 
fell down on the job. He had nine completions, good for 77 passing yards. But, hey, no mental mistakes, no interceptions. Let's put a sunny spotlight on that one, if you will. Head coach Robert Sala had things to say after the game on Sunday. And then he had some more things to say yesterday about who is playing quarterback for the Jets moving forward. But first, let's review what he said on Sunday. If this, though, continues, Robert, I mean, if, if Zach continues to struggle, do you have to go to Mike? No, that, that's that's the furthest thing on my mind. Uh, I, I've told you guys before, Zach's our quarterback, and uh, we're gonna, we've are gonna we got to find ways to help him get better. I mean, you guys are only able to score three points. The defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down? No, no. Can you start off by just stating what your quarterback plans are for this week and explain why? I've uh, just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. That's a quick turnaround for Zach Wilson to go from job security to job uncertainty straight from the mouth of your head coach. Robert Sala has had a change of heart in regards to his starting quarterback, more so from a non-committal point of view. Mike Garofolo, what when you watch the clips all together like that, it actually yeah. is quite compelling. What do you make of what we heard from Sala yesterday? All right, let me give you the facts as best I can give them. Sure. Then, then I'm going to give you my educated guess on what's going on here. The mm-hmm. facts are that when Robert Sala came to the podium after the game, he had just lost the game on a punt return uh, with maybe a block that should have been a block in the back. There's a lot of emotions going on, yeah. a lot of things for him to sort through. So when he gets to the postgame podium and he's asked about his quarterback, his instinct immediately was, no, that's our guy. Like, I don't want to have any room for doubt. And then they kind of take a day to evaluate things, and they realize a couple of things. One, we're in a playoff race right now. Like, it would almost be easier for Robert Sala to stand by Zach Wilson if they weren't in the mix right now. But we've got an opportunity here, and we don't want to give it away. So I know that that is number one on his mind right now when it comes to who his starting quarterback is going to be. The other thing is, I know how it looks with how Zach Wilson uh, responded in that postgame press conference. There's been uh, talk about he's not taking enough accountability behind the scenes, which I have also heard myself as well. Um, I do know this as well. Robert Sala did mention in the team meeting yesterday, we need better play at the quarterback position. Now, that was on a list of a number of things that he talked to the team about, including, hey, we didn't run the ball well enough. Uh, We certainly didn't uh, defend that last punt well enough. But Zach Wilson was on there. He acknowledged in front of the team, we need better quarterback play. Now, that being said, if you're asking me to make that educated guess, I think Zach Wilson is still going to be the starting quarterback. But I do think that this is an alarm bell Mm. for him and for everybody on this team team that we have a high standard for where we should be playing at every position, including the quarterback spot right now, and I'm letting Zach Wilson know. If you think that you know, you're, you're, it's not as much on you as you think, no, no it is mm-hmm. as much on you, mm-hmm. and we demand better from you right now. Yeah, I really like Robert Sala, and just as a head coach and how you conduct yourself and how you lead other men, and for him, you're standing up after the game, and the worst thing you can do as a coach is react to a game without sitting down, evaluating, and watching the film. So I can't stand when coaches, you finish the game, and right away it's just like, yeah, I don't know if this is our guy. It's just like, well, no, today he's our guy. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I have to go watch the 
film and evaluate our guys. And he does that, and he comes back, and I agree with you, Mike. I do believe that Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback for them on Sunday versus Chicago Bears. I think this is a challenge to him, and it's a reminder to the team of, hey, we have a standard that we believe in in our locker room, and everybody has to live up to it. It doesn't matter where you're drafted. It doesn't matter how you got here. It's all about your performance on the field, and that's how we're going to evaluate every person in this locker room. And I saw Dan Orlowski did a video this week, and he was showing Zach Wilson and I don't know, I'm not going to pretend to know quarterback play, but he was showing like where the ball's supposed to go and all of that. But the main thing from the video was the reaction of the guys on offense around Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson showing frustration. Dwayne Brown showing frustration. I think for head coach Robert Sala right now, you're trying to figure out, all right, what's the best way to motivate and move my guys going forward? If that's not going to be Zach Wilson, then I may have to find his replacement. If it is going to be Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, then I have to force some more adversity on him and force him to step up and be a leader in our locker room, and guys will believe in him accountability, all of those things, I'm not in their locker room. But you need to see more from your quarterback position on the field production-wise and then how he carries himself off the field. You know, if you're struggling, that's one thing, but, like, you're all in and the guys love you and they rally around you. Like, I wouldn't say Kenny Pickett's playing great football right now, but he's a rookie. Who cares? This seems to have a vibe. They seem to like him. I Mm -hmm. think of some other guys recently that we've seen that haven't performed well, but like a Mitch Trubisky, but, like, he was a good teammate and he was professional and all that. You gotta be one or the other. You can't be over two. I think the matchup's interesting. The fact that they're playing the Bears, who objectively really struggle on defense and might be susceptible to a comeback, I wonder if they were playing the Dolphins this week or if they were playing the Eagles this week, if it's the same conversation. But Mike, you said the facts objectively. Here's some facts, and this is a tough pill to swallow. Go ahead, bring up. This is Zach Wilson, just objectively um, in his career, all right? It's just, uh, out of 37 guys who have the minimum pass attempts, last. 33rd. 34th. Last. These are all the things, guys. And I just think that's such a bigger context. And the quarterbacks are so good right now. And they come to the pros so good. And the idea with Zach Wilson is so much bigger than this weak matchup against the Bears. Zach Wilson is the guy who's supposed to... He's guy's going to get the Jets to a Super Bowl? He has to go against Allen and Tua and Mahomes and Lamar. And these guys, Herbert, Deshaun... These guys show up and they're not final finished products when they get there, but they're like, oh damn, they're good. They're going somewhere. We know it quick. We knew immediately with Herbert. We knew immediately with Deshaun. We had signs with Allen. Even Tua took a little bit longer, but then McDaniels was a bit, ba ba This is this guy ever gonna compete with them? Because if you don't think he ever is, and the locker room doesn't like him, and the stats are terrible, and he's bad in the media. Well, what are we doing here? Get busy living or get busy dying. Because Sam Darnold was the next great hope there for the Jets. Sam Darnold was significantly better at this point than Zach Wilson is, and Sam Darnold struggled. So uh, I actually think they're going to sit him. I do. I don't. I, strategically, I think if you're staying with Zach Wilson, you come out and say, we're staying with Zach. He is our starter. The fact that he didn't tell me there's something going on here, I think they're going to start the backup. I think it's going to be Mike White this week. I do. Yeah, if you leave him in the lineup, it's because you want this quarterback to grow and you want him to be the face of your franchise and you have guys that want to play for him. And I don't see any of those things being the future for the New York Jets. This Zach Wilson quote, that soundbite that you just heard from after the game on Sunday, it has like rattled me more than anything that I've seen mm. in this season. Honestly, it makes me so unapologetically angry to have seen him respond to a question after – 
producing two yards offensively in the second half to say, did you let the defense down, a defense that let up only three points, for him to just say no and then walk off in a press conference. I always appreciate on the show, you know, Peter Schrager, he says, I can always provide historical context. We have Jason here, a man that played a dozen years in the NFL to provide context that way. Kyle, your context is just like this otherworldly, fantastic grip on just football and how it applies to the world. And your application of news and the facts is fantastic. What I know is that I was around college quarterbacks for five years, Mm -hmm. young men who are supposed to be the face and the leader of a locker room, and I can think of 27 other men that would not handle that situation that way. And the maturity factor, or lack thereof, to hear a question, internalize it, and then have that be the thing that comes out of your mouth with the body language that I also witnessed in that press conference to me, is so infuriating as a fan, as someone who engages with the game, whose team that I am just trying to learn how to adopt and Mm -hmm. like and I'm mm-hmm. a fan of a lot of other coaches and players on that team. I just, I'm so angry that this is how this has been handled. And then for the next 48 hours since Sunday, I have waited for this mea culpa even to maybe come on social media from him because right, I know he right, has a phone right. to be like, wow, I, I really screwed up. I really did. And I handled it this way and handled what is happening. Why is he just silent? All day I've just been waiting. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Here's the tweet. Here's the Instagram video. Here's this. Instead, he has teammates on Instagram putting pictures up of them throwing a football, and people are interpreting it as like, oh, are they mocking him? Is this guy going to be QB1 now? That's where we're at with the New York Jets. Really? They're more talented than that. And Saul is a better coach than to have to deal with this behavior. And the fact that I have to say behavior mm-hmm. with a quarterback in the NFL is just mind-boggling mm-hmm. to me. I find it so frustrating. Mm-hmm. He'll talk. I forget what day is his, but he'll talk later in the week. Well, usually the starting quarterback. Guess what? Talks. He can talk anytime he wants. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understand that. But I, I, the, the one thing I do want to add is I don't think we're going to get some kind of proclamation on Wednesday. I believe this is going to take the entire week. Stop. I have this game on Sunday uh, for yeah. game day morning. Maybe it'll be yeah. then when we finally yeah. tell you who the Jets quarterback is going to be. It's going to be uh, cloak and dagger all week. And I think for Zach Wilson, the damage is already done. Like At this point, prepare, get ready for that game. The only way you can show, go out there and ball. Like, go play football, inspire football that the guys around you believe. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more important than the guys in that locker room believing in you. If they do, then you can still win games. Mm-hmm. You can still be the quarterback. If the guys in the locker mm. room, regardless of what us sitting around this mm-hmm. table may feel about them and all these other things, the guys in the locker room say, yo, he's our guy. We know the work he's mm-hmm. putting in. Then you can you can have your guy and you know it. Like, mm-hmm. that is the main thing he has to show. And this is a great week. Adversity is here. How are you going to respond? Absolutely. Yeah, maybe his mea culpa came in the locker room. Hey. We just don't know him about Jamie, it. Jamie, it's kind of like we needed to hear from Taylor during the ticket debacle, right? Yeah, exactly. And she weighed in and said, guys, I'm sorry. Like, that's- and everybody felt bad. Yeah, and frankly, I'm still not really loving how she handled that either. But that's for another segment. Zach should say, it's me. Hi, I'm I'm the the problem. problem. It's It's me. me. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Our next guest is a national champion winner. He's also looking to try to bring a Lombardi trophy to the Philadelphia Eagles. Give a warm welcome to rookie linebacker Nicobe. Hey, how y'all doing? We're good, doing man. good, man. We're doing good now that you're on the show. Now, you're in your rookie year. Rookie year is a long one. You've been out there on some special teams, getting a little bit of crack on defense. What has this year been like for you, and have you hit a rookie wall, or are you still having a blast out there? I'm still having a blast. You know, this year has been uh, – I've learned a lot this year and continue to learn. It's been my biggest thing just to get better, continue to learn. And um, I feel like a lot of the stuff I learned, more so off the field things, like taxes and things like that. But uh, I have, it's, it's <laughs> going to be a blast, you know. <laughs> I, have, I haven't hit that rookie wall yet. Nicobe, one of my favorite things about learning about you is that you're a mechanical engineering major at Georgia. You thought about going pre-med. I think your dad is a doctor. Uh, you are a playbook guy. You're a smart guy on the field. What's the mental preparation transition been like for you from the college game to the NFL, and how important is that part of your game? Well, I do feel like you got a little shorter time in the league having Monday games, then you play Sunday or having a Thursday game. So it's uh, you got more time, though, as far as I don't have class, I don't have homework and things like that. So I got more time to watch film, actually dive deep into a team. Uh, and, you know, it, the film was always there in college. So just continue to keep that, keep there and learn different ways to watch it and learn how to watch it more in depth now uh, helps me. Nicobe, I'm not even joking. What have you learned about taxes? And is there a player on the team who like will pull you aside and be like, "Here's the deal with this"? No, no not really. Here's the deal. More so, they telling their story about when they first was like, "How much they took out?" <laughs> so, <laughs> things like that, and, um, knowing how much you gotta just pay back, and you know, I'm paying my bills and everything. You know, stuff costs a lot of money. 
Yeah, it's it's sobering for sure, and like it's it's not it's not a joke. Like there, it, it is a real serious deal that Jason will tell you about. And if you're ahead of it now, you're way ahead of the game. I'm happy to hear that. Meanwhile, you, all you do is win. You win in college. You show up in the NFL. You're nine and one. You're top the NFC. Taxes aside, what's the vibe like in the locker room right now? Just on this given game week, how are the guys feeling? What's the camaraderie like? Take us in there. I mean, the vibe is the vibe is good. You know, uh, it's not a complacent vibe where you know we have won a lot. It's not everybody thinking that we're on top of the mark. We is everybody continue to keep on trying to get better. You know, we got a lot of vets, uh, vets in that locker room who make sure everybody keep their head on right. You know, a lot of vets who have won a lot of games. So we we just continue to work each week, continue to continue to work and continue to get better. That's our main thing: get better uh, week by week. Let's talk Eagles defense, N'Kobe. Uh John Ganode, your senior manager for football communications with the Eagles, tweeted this out yesterday saying the Eagles have allowed 17 or fewer defensive points in eight games this season, which leads the NFL over the last 10 weeks. Philadelphia ranks first in the league in defensive points allowed per game, 14.8, including a league low 5.8 second half points. It was a picture of Jonathan Gannon, your defensive coordinator there, which I think was a message to anybody saying fire Jonathan Gannon that... That message was, you're going to fire one of the best defensive mm-hmm. coordinators mm-hmm. in the league? Anyway, uh, who have you leaned on in that locker room or amongst your coaches? Who do you go to for football advice in general? Because you got a lot of veterans on that defense. Yeah. Yeah. I ask everybody. I ask everybody questions. I ask um, my lock is right across from the uh, O-lineman lock, you know, Jason Kelsey and, uh, and all of them. So mm. I ask them questions about, like, how, what they see or what they how they block this or if they see – uh, over front, over under front, how they playing on blocking like inside zone and things like that. So I ask questions to everybody, not just the defensive guys or um, or the defensive coaches. You know, it's always like I said, we all trying to get better, continue to learn. So just being able to ask everybody and ask questions, you know, everybody being willing to help each other uh, come up. I feel like that's one of the biggest things uh, that has helped this team just continue to improve. Some of those defensive veterans over there, guys like Darius uh, and uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, what are, the, what are their personalities like in the defensive room? I've been around both of those guys, especially Slay. He's loud. He's funny. How, how are those meetings? I actually was around John Gannon when he was a coach in uh, Tennessee as well. What's the vibe like when all those defensive guys get together? It's funny, definitely those two guys. You know, Slay, like you said, got a big personality. You know, C.D. Uh, CD do too. Um, and I mean, it's, it's it's definitely funny, you know. Like I said, they they get, they bring the energy in every meeting. You know, Slay gonna keep uh keep it com- comedic, but you know, CD just gonna he gonna talk. He gonna always he gonna always run his mouth. You know, he funny. He gonna continue to help everybody. Just continue to uh, stay on track. You know, so um, it's definitely an entertaining locker room. I love that. And for you, you get drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles. Your college teammate there, Jordan Davis, he's there as well. You guys have a bond. You're coming in together. What has it been like to go through this process with somebody you know and you're comfortable with? Yeah, it definitely made it easier. It has definitely made it easier just just having somebody there off rip that you can just trust. You know, you don't have to... Um, you know, you can just trust that off rip, and you know how how we get each other going, how we get each other ticking um, from the jump. So it's not like you had to we had to learn each other. So it was just somebody who was always there. You know, anytime we needed help or somebody who was there, you can just go talk to if you were struggling and things like that. So it it definitely made it the transition more smooth. 
Well, the two of you also have something in common. You've had two very um, vibrant, colorful, energetic head coaches the past couple of years, one being Kirby Smart at Georgia, the other being Nick Sirianni in Philly. So we're going to just rattle off some random facts and see if you can tell us. We're going to say the fact, and you say, was it Kirby or was it Sirianni? Put you on the spot right now, Nakobe. Which fan, Kirby or Sirianni, is a big fan? Which coach is a huge fan of DMX? Oh man. Uh <laughs> I gotta guess. What do you think? Sirianni. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> one for one next goes to Max. All right, we have another one. Whose wife was a division one college basketball player? Kirby Smart or Nick Sirianni? Smart. Smart, you know that for a fact mm-hmm. immediately. That's absolutely right. Jamie's nodding her head too. Jamie knows all the hoop. All right, let's do. Let's let's just jump to the last one. This is open ended. This is fill in the blank. This is answer in any way you want. Who wears the visor better, Kirby Smart, wow. Nick Sirianni? <laughs> I mean, they they both wear uh, uh, a little differently. You know, uh, by the end of the game, Kirby might took his off four or five times mm-hmm. and smoked on the ground. So he'll probably be a little bit more beat up than Sirianni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both I like it. They Sirianni both sticks 12 like- highlighters in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kirby does a lot of readjustment on that visor as well. Uh, Nicobe, you've recently partnered with an organization called For My City, which is all about improving food and security within Philadelphia communities. Why did you get involved in this? What's, why is it important to you? You know, I feel like I, I got involved with the comp- the campaign just because, you know, it talked, you know, food insecurities, you know, which is a continuing process, you know, being able to, uh, uh, I wanted to do something that was able to feed families continuously, not just like a one, one-off one thing like the holidays, you know. Um, and, you know, the, the, the campaign also addresses like food waste, uh, which is like, you know, big climate and more problem. And, um, you know, be, me being partnered with DoorDash, you know, makes it, it creates jobs. So, you know, just being able to, you know, tackle those food insecurities and be able to feed people constantly and not just around um, the holidays, which is always big. You know, I just got done doing a little turkey giveaway yesterday. But just being able to do that constant, at a constant rate is just why I got involved with it. Absolutely. Well, it's important to embrace the city and the city will embrace you. But the question about the city, though, the Georgia Bulldogs, red and black, Philadelphia Eagles, got the Kelly green, white, silver. What's that blanket going on behind you? What are these colors? Where are you that I'm seeing? Is that LSU? Like, I'm a little bit worried about you right now. Uh, Wink twice. That's not LSU. I'm, I'm at home. This is actually uh, from, from my fraternity. You know, I'm uh, Omega oh, South. Cool. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's always awesome. always represent. Well, yes. Nicole, appreciate you stopping by our breakfast table. Rookie year is rolling. You guys are winning. Keep up the good work. Don't let that rookie walk creep and keep having a blast and enjoy it, man. Thank you. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, it's time. It's time to check out the power rankings by Dan Hensis ahead of week 12. We always do this with a theme. And last night, George Kittle, after the 49ers win, was saying how much he was thrilled by the Estadio Azteca playing ACDC throughout the stadium. So we'll do this with a theme of ACDC. Friends of the show, number four, we come in with the TNT theme. Oi! Oi! It's, it's a ridiculous song, but we like it anyway. The Houston Texans in their 32 spot. The Panthers, 31, because they made a bad coaching decision, in my opinion. Uh, Denver Broncos falling all the way down to 30. What a season it's been. Moving on to the Big Gun Division off the Last Action Hero soundtrack. Love that track. Upper left, Chargers, Lions, Packers, Falcons. These are all these teams. It's kind of like the in-the-hunt column in the playoff picture. They're just there, but we're not sure if they matter. Moving on, Hell's Bells. Trevor Hoffman, we love you. The Hell's Bells Division in the upper left. All right, so we got the Vikings at 9. 9, 9, 9. Ahead of the Bengals, who started 0-2, and, and then I think have been 6-2 and two ever since. Bucks off the bye. Seahawks off the bye. Pats off the bye. Jets and Giants both coming off losses. But we move on to the Thunderstruck division. We had both Angus and Brian on Good Morning Football, and they said this is the song that gets the crowd most excited at their concerts. The Chiefs, best team in the league. Eagles. Cowboys above the Bills. And then we get those scary, scary Niners, followed by the Quiet Titans, as always. Dolphins felt like we haven't seen them in a while. And the Ravens hanging around, hanging around. It's time to bring back the man behind the power. He's always hanging around in Los Angeles. Dan Hansis, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. I didn't have time to scramble and get an ACDC album up behind me, but that's life. Not everything works out how you want. 
I know you have it, and you probably have the vinyl. That's part of why we love Dan. We also love him because he talks about the 49ers. It jumped into the rare air, Dan, known as the top five after their international win in Mexico City where they just slaughtered the Cardinals. What impressed you the most from the Niners? We've talked about all morning about how scary they are. What word do you come up with? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good word. Intimidating, physical, all yep. words. And it's the same things that you know everybody else is saying. You get in that huddle and you see all these different Pro Bowl-level guys, and they're all healthy right now, and you just hope as a Niners fan uh, that these guys are healthy come January because you do not want to mess with them. And it did cross my mind uh, as Jimmy Garoppolo was – lighting up an Arizona team that quit, let's be honest, uh, by the second half. Troy Aikman will back me up on that. Uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo is not even supposed to be here. I mean, it's such a crazy thing the way the season is setting up. It'll be great if they do win a, a title, that Super Bowl DVD or the making of the season. That will be a, a beefy part mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah, Jimmy G was getting it done. Another quarterback this past Sunday. Kirk Cousins was not getting it done. We were so high on the Vikings coming into this game. Now, where you have them ranked, is that a result of their embarrassing loss? Or is it just like, hey, they just got a loss and this is where I'm ranking them this week? I mean, you got to go. You got to go. You're punished on the power rankings when you lose 40-3 to at home in that way. And that that doesn't mean that I, I think the Vikings stink now. I don't. But it's also... A little frustrating from the power rankings perspective because I kind of kept them further back in this like 8 to 12 range for a lot of the season because their win-loss record didn't totally match up with the eye test when you look at the best teams in the league and then you see this happen. So I'm not ruling the Vikings out from making another charge up the standings. Let's see what they do on Thursday against the Patriots, but that is a very tough loss and it's eye-opening. They have a negative point differential now. All right, you got the Chiefs at number one. Uh, you got some NFC teams mixed in there, but you've got the Bills, Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens close behind them as far as AFC teams are concerned. Who is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? And if you don't say the Bills, that means you're second guessing your own list. Mm. Exactly. It is the Bills. I mean, that's what it says on the rankings, and that's what I feel about them. They did a nice job uh, dealing with all the distractions that came with that massive storm. They go to Detroit. They kind of sleepwalk a little bit through the first half, and then they turn it on, and and from that last drive of the first half on, that was the team that I remember from before all the turnovers with Allen. They're going to be there. They're going to be okay, and it does feel like we're heading towards a showdown of Chiefs-Bills in the AFC title game. Nobody wants to jinx it, but it's just the thing that makes the most sense to me right now. So, um, Dan, we heard uh, Zach Wilson answer a very interesting question on Sunday about letting the defense down or whether or not he did, and then lost to the Patriots. Then we discussed Robert Sala's comments yesterday about how he won't commit to a starting quarterback in Week 12. At this point, it's pretty hard to overlook Wilson's lack of production on offense this season. What are your thoughts on Zach Wilson, his future, his stance, what's going on with the team right now? Yeah, it's Jamie, it's like uh, the World Cup. Every four years, everyone gets to talk about how the Jets picked the wrong quarterback. Yeah, it's it's a situation. <laughs> I was happy the way Robert Sala handled things on Monday because on Sunday you see him say, the furthest thought from my mind is benching Zach Wilson. But then he took the temperature of the team and he saw that he can't ignore what's yeah. going on in the locker room. He'll lose the locker room. So what he came out and said is, hey, I'm putting you kind of out there, Zach Wilson, I, I think he's going to start against the Bears, but he, it's kind of put up or shut up time for Wilson. The kid gloves are off. I think Salah Sal really handled it well. And there's no, as far as Wilson's play, it, it's right there. It's all there in the analytics. It's there in the raw stats, the counting numbers. He's been bad. He needs to be better because the rest of the team is ready to go. 
They really are. And Dan always is from the Badlands, we call Los Angeles, California. Be sure to check out NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer every Tuesday at NFL.com. Dan proves it all night or proves it all morning. You're the best. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.